Hey there, what are you doing? Just looking at birds. I'm your host, Chris. Join me as I interview avid birders to learn more about birds, birding, and those who love both. Today, I'm here at the 2023 Southeast Arizona Birding Festival Nature Expo, where I'm interviewing festival visitors to talk about their festival experience and birding background. I met a number of wonderful people, a few of which you'll hear from in this episode. My next guest is DJ from here in Tucson. How are you doing today, DJ? Very well, thank you. Before we started, you mentioned that you had recently done some birding at another festival right before this, the Southwest Wings Festival. Can you tell us about what you did there? Yes, we went on four really remarkable trips. Okay. Uh, one was hummingbirds all day long. Okay. And went to three sites that are just loaded with hummingbirds. This yeah. is a particularly good year to do it because we've had poor rain, which yeah. means the hummingbirds need to be at the feeders. So uh, it was very rich. Yeah. Um, we got to see a lot of <laughs> different, you know, including the very rare for Southern Arizona, plain cap starthroat oh, hummingbird. Wow. But we got to see bearline and calliope and yeah. just a lot of e birds. And then the second day, we were at Greyhawk Preserve okay. and walked along the Santa Cruz, I'm sorry, the San Pedro. Mm-hmm. My mistake. No worries. And saw a lot of uh, chat. Yeah, yeah. Which was quite remarkable to me. There was there were several families of chat. Apparently, they were hanging out there. Okay. The yellow-breasted chat. Yellow, yellow-breasted chat, right? Okay. There were a number of other birds, but that was kind of the highlight. Oh, and a lot of blue grosbeak. Oh yes. The most common bird there was the vermilion flycatcher. Mm-hmm. That was sort of everything bird that you weren't quite sure what it was. It was vermilion. <laughs> <laughs> then we were at. We went to. Casa San Pedro uh-huh. and walked up a different part of the San Pedro yeah. from there and again saw a lot of really neat birds. The last day I was with um, Homer Hansen. Yes. And we went out, we went to St. David's and there we saw a Mississippi kite. Oh, wow. Which is a phenomenal bird. Yes. And we got to see there was a pair that was there. There were no chicks, but. My husband does photography and uh-huh. has a blog, and so he actually got a picture of the kite in the air with a large beetle in its talon, and then actually saw it eating the beetle <laughs> in the air. <laughs> How cool. Yeah, so it was a very exciting. It was just wonderful. And the, the information from all the guides was just tremendous. A very, very rich, very rich um, presentation. That's wonderful. Yeah. Can you tell us how you got into birding? Well... I loved birds from childhood. I would watch robins and doves in our neighborhood and the occasional pigeon. Um, that was in Colorado. Yeah. And my mom was very enthusiastic about birds. And so I've just kind of always enjoyed watching them. My husband, who does photography, was when he retired, was going to do landscape photography. Yeah. But I kept asking him to take a picture of this bird and that bird because we have a cabin in Summerhaven, which sure. has a lot of birds. So he became very engrossed in it, and so now we go birding together because he's doing the photography and I'm just enjoying birding. So that's really <laughs> how, we've, how I've gotten into more active birding yeah. is through his photography birding. How nice. Yeah. When you think back to the very beginning, what do you think is your earliest memory of a bird? I'm sure it would be a robin. Yeah. And I say that because in kindergarten, I remember painting a robin oh. on those great big easels yeah, that you yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and I was crushed because the orange ran down. Oh. <laughs> but it was, I think, in my memory, it was a really good-looking robin. Sure. Um, and I also tried to, to write a song to a morning dove, which I, I thought they were really cool. So okay. those are my earliest, yeah. Very nice. When you think of some of the birding you've done, since then, as you've gotten more into it, what is a particularly memorable experience you had with a bird? There are so many. One of the most fun is the... Um, Painted red start, mm. which is just a delightful bird. Yes. There was a nest near our cabin. Okay. And a hatchling, a nestling came out onto our deck and was confused about what it was supposed to do. So yeah. it tried the Hummer feeder and decided it wasn't going to get it. And then came into our cabin. <laughs> <laughs> and we sort of indicated that was probably not where it began. Belonging. Yes. But that was just really fun. I bet, having such a close encounter with a painted yeah. red start. It's yeah. always a treat when you're walking through a habitat and you see that splash of black oh, and red they're pop They're just out. spectacular. They're really, they're <laughs> probably my favorite bird of all. I mean, I love their whole variety of birds. The spotted tohi we have up there, too, and I just, they're wonderful birds. But, but for just sheer fun, yes. the painted red start just can't be beat. <laughs> yes. Do you have any birding up ahead in the next few days, or when, when is the next time you plan on going on some more birding? We have birds in our backyard, yeah. which come and go. We have had a pair of Lucy's here in mm-hmm. Tucson. A lot of, of nestlings now yeah, are out yeah, and yeah. about some of the other birds. Uh, and then we'll be back at the cabin. Our next big trip will be to Panama in oh, October. Wow. So that we're sounds excited exciting. About so we're actually here to attend the Panama conference, hear the presentation on Panama birds. Nice. Well, I wish you all the best, and thank you for stopping by. My pleasure. Thank you. guest is Lindsay from Tucson. Thank you for joining us today. Hi. I heard that you went on a birding trip just this morning. Can you tell us about that? Yes. Um, I went to Lakeside Lake, which mm-hmm. is it's just a park and a lake in Tucson. Yeah. We saw 36 species of birds, which okay. is pretty good. Yeah. Um, I got loads of pictures of, you know, hawks and mm-hmm. miscellaneous warblers, all the fun oh, wow. stuff. What were some of the highlights? Definitely, we, we saw um, a Wilson's Warbler, okay. which is, I think, we're the first ones to see it on eBird in that oh, area. Wow. It's um, a migratory one. Yeah, yeah. So it's come a little bit earlier than expected, and yeah. it was a nice little surprise. It was very deep in a tree, so we had to watch it for like 20 minutes to actually yeah. be able to identify it correctly. I've tried to take pictures of those, and they're, they keep hopping, and they're always behind way too many branches. I got, a, I got a picture of it hopping away, so it's just a butt shot. <laughs> that blur. Yeah. yeah. So when did you first get into birding? I grew up in a photography family. My mm-hmm. mom was a photographer. I grew up with like portrait and sports photography. And then when I was like, I don't know, probably 13, 14, I became super obsessed with animals. So I was like, okay, let's give this a shot. Yeah. Went into my backyard and I started taking photos of birds. Largely a lot of quail. Um, actually, one of the first birds I ever photographed was a curved bill thrasher, okay. which was apparently not a super common bird to, to photograph at first, but it was, we had them, they lived in our backyard, so nice. it was nice. And I've been doing wildlife photography and birding ever since. How neat. When you think back to the birds you've seen, what do you think is your earliest memory of a bird? I was going to say quail, but now that I think about it, roadrunner. We had a lot of roadrunners in my area. Yeah. I, was, I, I, I grew up fairly remote, so we got a lot of all the fun wildlife, mm-hmm. like mountain lions and bobcats <laughs> and and birds. So I think probably a roadrunner and maybe a, a cardinal. Mm-hmm. Those were the two like very like showy birds yeah. to me that I saw all the time, um, rather than just like a dove that you would see like every morning. More commonly, yeah. yeah. 
as you've gone on to take pictures of wildlife and birds, what is one particularly memorable experience when you encountered a bird? I visited Panama this mm-hmm. last May, and I went at the very tail end of May, start of June. And Panama is fairly famous for uh, the resplendent quetzal, mm-hmm. which is Costa Rica's national bird. Mm. It's a large bird with like three feet long tail feathers. Wow. They just billow behind it as it flies. But I went at the tail end of when we're supposed to be able to see them. Yeah. So I didn't expect to see them at all. And I was just about to wrap up this hike that I went on and somebody shushed me from in the bush line and I like look and there's like a group of 10 people like 200 feet off trail just like whispering among themselves and initially they just like shushed me and moved on but then they saw my camera that I had hanging off my hip and they're like oh you're a photographer come on there's a Quetzal and I I was so (laughs) excited because I hadn't seen one yet and I was just about to go home this is like my last day before I was leaving yeah and we just saw it sat on the same branch probably for 30 minutes and let us get a bunch of like really cool pictures of it huh That's quite an experience. Do you have any other birding trips coming up? I have one this afternoon. I'm going to Catalina Regional Park, and then I have another one tomorrow morning that I don't remember where, but I'll figure it out. (laughs) Yeah. When you go to Catalina, are you looking for anything specific or just a bird? Uh, Honestly, I'm just there for the experience. I like getting cool pictures and just seeing all the birds. There's plenty there. Well, thank you for coming on today, Lindsay. Thank you for having me. Next guest is Eileen from Green Valley. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Can you tell us about the last time you went birding? I bird every day in my backyard. Nice. So I don't go formally birding very often anymore. I used to. Yeah. It's mostly backyard birding now. What kind of birds come to your yard? Herbill thrashers, lots of finches, lots of quail. Nice. uh, Orioles. Mm Mm-hmm. Woodpeckers. Mm Mm-hmm. So, you know, the general stuff that's around here. Sure. Yeah. Have you ever had any nest in your yard? Yes, I have a dove oh, that nice. makes a nest up in a corner of my getters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they pick the oddest spots. Yes, yes. So how did you get into birds? I lived in California, and I was on the Pacific Flyway, so I saw, got kind of interested in what was flying over. Yeah. And the community college offered a community class on birding. So I enrolled in it, and then we went on a field trip, and then it it was found out there was a group that met once a month, first Saturday of every month, at the airport, and they caravaned and went birding. Yeah. So I did that for a couple years and really learned a lot about birding. Yeah. When you think back, maybe before you formally got into birds, what do you think is your earliest memory of a bird? Thinking back after I started birding, it turned out it was a um, metal lark. Oh. And I remember as a child hearing the sound and seeing them, but didn't have any idea what it was. And I went, sure. oh, that was the one I was always looking at. Later you figured it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so over your years birding, can you think of one particularly memorable experience you had with birds? When I first retired, I went on my first birding trip to South, South Texas mm-hmm. and saw just incredible things there. Yeah. Caracaras that I'd never seen before, which I understand are here, but I've never seen any. They are. Hard to find, though. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, just green jays and some very unusual things. It was about a week of birding, and it was wonderful. Really enjoyed it. I remember the first time I saw a green jay, and I didn't expect it at all because I saw that flash of green and yellow, and you don't expect to see such a colorful bird there. No, no, no. It was beautiful. (laughs) Yeah. It's quite a treat. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us today, Eileen. Thank you.
So my next guest is Mary Beth from Tucson. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. So why don't you tell us about the last time you went birding? It was this morning in my yard when I was feeding all the birds. They come by and they wait for their food when the feeders are empty. (laughs) Yeah. What kind of birds come to your yard? Oh, I have cardinals. I have uh, lesser goldfinches. I have... Oh, all kinds of hawks. I'm not familiar with oh, all wow. of them. I have the... Uh, uh, vermilion flycatcher? Ver- ver- vermilion flycatcher. I have Lucy's wobblers. Uh-huh. I have this time of year. Sure. Um, and I have yellow beak bunting, I think they're called. Hmm. I have, a, And then I have some Gila woodpeckers. Gila woodpeckers, yeah. And yeah. Uh, let's see, what else did I see this morning? I think I saw... I'm trying to think... There was one more bird I saw. Well, the sparrows, I see them. Sure. Yeah, so I think that's that'd There's be plenty fun. of those. Yeah, I, I have a lot of birds. <laughs> nice. Do you have a particular feeder that is more attractive to certain birds that you, you know, uh, you know what, I use this feeder because I know I'll get this kind of bird? My favorite feeder is a thistle feeder. Okay, yeah. But I started using uh, hot pepper suet. Yeah, yeah. And I get the... Uh, Woodpeckers, mostly for that. So that's kind of fun to watch them pick at that. And an interesting thing is I grow cotton bushes. Okay. You know, Arizona was known for cotton, so someone once gave me cotton seeds. So I have these little cotton plants, and I'll pick the cotton pod, and I'll put it in a soot feeder. Okay. And the cotton. Yeah, yeah. The flower, once it flowers. Oh, and they might take it for nesting? they, They come to that. They beg for that cotton, and they make their... Hummingbirds. I have lots of hummingbirds. They, yeah. they, they pull that cotton and the birds pull it. It's very interesting. The little vernons, they pull that yeah, cotton yeah. out of the, uh, that soot feeder, and they just make all kinds of little nests with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how nice. Yeah, yeah. So how did you get into birds? I got into birding when I was a little girl. I used to walk the, in my yard and pick up little feathers, and I was intrigued by the colors and the different feathers of all the birds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When you think back, do you remember your earliest memory of a bird? What what bird do you think that might have been? Uh, it was a, um, a morning dove. I would listen to it cooing in the morning when I would have to get up, and then I had to go to bed really early as a little girl in the bunk bed. I sat slept in the top bunk bed, and uh, I remember the window in the bedroom. I would hear them cooing at night. Yeah, it was still light out, but. It was morning doves. Sure. Yeah, they just have a pretty sound. A yeah. soothing sound. So, yeah, yeah. And I'm sure you've done plenty of birding since then. Can you tell us about one of those memorable birding experiences? Probably the m- most memorable experience. I've seen lots of birds and stuff, but seeing the California condors back mm. flying into the Grand Canyon and just seeing that huge bird yeah. and flying up and down into the canyon, up around and, and landing. That was just such an eye-inspiring uh, moment, you know. Sure. Yeah, yeah. It's to a massive bird. see them back bird. in the wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us today. Well, thank you for having me. And my next guest is Marta from Tucson. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you. So, we'll start off by asking you, when is the last time you looked at some birds? This morning when I fed the quail in my backyard. Nice. Uh, families of quail. There's, this year there's a family of nine. Oh, wow. And they're almost grown, but they're still sticking very close to their parents. Yeah. So, it's fun to watch. Sure. There's a family with one little bird, and he's got little white feathers sticking out on both sides. Yeah. The only one like that this year. Huh. 
which I find strange. I don't yeah. understand that phenomenon. There's a family of five that have, uh, they're in what we call the emu stage. Mm. They're not tiny baby chicks disappearing across the gravel <laughs> yeah. of the backyard. They're uh, one stage older, and they have long necks, yeah. and they look like little emus, so that's what we call them. <laughs> that's clever. When do you think you first became interested in birds? As a very young child, we had parakeets. Uh-huh. Um, the first one was Spooky, and I think we acquired him when I was five or six years old. Oh. And um, my dad would go into the backs of stores that their birds were dying. They mm. were killing birds. Yeah. <laughs> the ones that didn't sell died in the back. Oh. And he would rescue them and bring them home and hmm. and we would nurse them and they would become our birds. Oh. Uh, I grew up in the 50s and we had uh, uh, a bird named Sputnik. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> we had Sputnik and Spooky for a while. But mm. we had a series of them over the years. Yeah. So, ever since then, I was always curious about the wild birds. Sure. And now, can you tell us about a particular time you had a memorable experience with a bird? There have been a few, but I think the one that comes to mind is when we had property in eastern North Carolina, Mm -hmm. close to the coast. Yeah. It was probably after a hurricane that these birds came through. They were a pair of white ibis that landed in our two-acre property and played as they ran across the property, played, bounced around with each other in the air, and fought over something in the yard. I couldn't quite tell what it was. Yeah. And uh, and it was so fun. I fell in love with that that property at that time, just seeing two white ibis do this. What a treat to see them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for sharing a little bit with us. Thank you. All right, my next guest is Kate from North Dakota. Thanks for joining us today. Hi, Chris. Thank you for having me. So, can you start off by telling us a little bit about the last time you went birding? The last time I went birding, well, uh, the major one, I went to the uh, crane spot, okay. the Sand Hill Crane, yeah. in January. Yeah. Really. But I, every time I go hike and every time I'm outdoors, I engage with the birds all the time. Of Especially course. in my backyard here in Tucson. Nice. Now I have, uh, I've been feeding them and uh, learning more about birds myself. Yeah. I have um, like a Tohono Chul Gardens guide yeah. that has really helped me in the urban birding. So sure. I've been exploring that a lot more just in my backyard. And Good. It's been a great experience. Do you know some of the birds that visit your yard? Yes. I've had a cardinal, a red cardinal. Yeah. I have the pigeons. Yes. I have the finches. Yes. Those are the, the main ones that are coming right now. I have some hummingbirds. They mm-hmm. finally have recognized their uh, this uh, feeder that yes. I got at the farmer's market instead yeah. of like one I got at Ace Hardware. Sure. And they really have been taken to that now. Nice. And so, yeah, I think once they find that feeder, they'll visit quite frequently. Yes, and now I'm seeing them. You know, I make sure I get out in the mornings and refresh it every day. So. Oh, very good. So how did you get into birds? 
I got into birds. That's a great question. Um, I grew up in North Dakota, waterfowl country, so mm. birding has been uh, part of my lineage, part of my family, part of the farm life. Mm. Uh, specifically, my grandpa built purple mount, uh, martin houses. Oh, wow. And those, uh, they migrate to North Dakota and to Florida and South America. Yeah. And so in um, North Dakota, they would come in the spring and summer, and then my whole grandfather's yard was just a purple martin haven with a garden and everything like that so he built these houses and uh, i got attracted to those uh experiences sure and i brought them with me throughout my life and i pay attention a lot to birds yeah and when i moved to florida i found the places where they would come and live in the winter so i was thinking the connection there really expanded my mind again yeah like what if these were the birds this is the place that was you know where they migrated from my grandpa's house to here because very well could be because they have a very distinct migration pattern yes so it could have been the same birds yeah and that was something that felt kind of cool and special that's pretty neat when you think back earlier what is your earliest memory of a bird a robin's egg Okay. Uh, finding that in a nest and um, in North Dakota, yeah, yeah, I, in the shrub shrubbery and low-lying plants because they weren't, they would go up high, mm-hmm. but most of the time I could find them in uh, the lilac bushes. Okay, a lot them and Oriole, Orioles, okay. yeah, yeah, from uh, back then. And when I was younger, my father also had a bird feeder. Uh-huh. I mean, everybody had a bird feeder up there uh, yeah. within my family. Yeah. And so, but the main first memory was finding a robin's egg, and it has that beautiful teal color. Yes. And it just, like, spiked my interest again, which teal is my favorite color today. <laughs> nice. So. When you think of some of the experiences you've had with birds, what is one that is most memorable? Actually, that is one that is most recent. Okay. And I was hiking in uh, Pinel Point, mm-hmm. uh, Pinel Mountain. Oh. I'm still learning the geographical locations and names of this area. Sure. But up in the north, almost to the White Mountains. Okay. Okay. And I was hiking up to a tower. Mm-hmm. And on my way up, I was in a moment of like a meditation, kind of releasing things that I, you know, just uh, emotional trying to get through and using the hiking as that. When I got up there, I could just see all 360, and I felt like a release. Mm. And walking on my way down, I heard a screech. Yeah. Okay? And I was like, I screeched back, like, just innately. I don't know. It was kind of odd. Yeah. But at the same time, I looked down, and I found this feather that's in my hat. Yeah. And it is of a great horned owl. Wow. And I don't always pick up feathers but at that moment it had a significant meaning to me that uh, you know spirit and spirit guides are my birds and for me it was a special moment to recognize that yes I am releasing that was my you know sign from the owl who also doesn't really screech in the daytime at all knowing that they were there with me so it's very special and I love birds for that reason so each time you look at that feather you can remember that entire experience yes and I do and it's uh it's, it's very nice to have that. That's wonderful. Do you have any birding trips lined up after this? 
Unfortunately, I do not have any for this festival. Sure. As I was introduced to that this was coming, this was going on by a client mm-hmm. uh, just a couple of days ago. Okay. Who, it works for the Nature Conservatory. Yeah. And she was like, I'm going to be there doing some of these things and you should check it out. And nice. so it was kind of like a, a new experience for me to come here and uh, it's part of my interests. And yeah. I think that uh, meeting people here yeah. and seeing the different societies and groups, yeah, yeah. there's plenty of opportunity for me to uh, plan a nice uh, field trip to go and learn more and, and experience and have yeah. more of that uh, knowledge uh, that I do want. Hopefully you can pick up a few new spots to visit yes, this weekend. I think that is uh, definitely prevalent here. All right. Well, thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. Thank you, Chris. This was another wonderful festival experience, and I really enjoyed meeting so many interesting people. If you didn't get a chance to stop by this weekend, I'll be at the Rio Grande Valley Bird Festival in November. I would love to meet you then. Thank you for listening, and if you enjoyed the podcast, please leave a rating or review to help more people discover the podcast. For pictures of some of the birds we talk about in each episode, please visit at Looking at Birds Podcast on Instagram. And until next time, keep looking at birds. Birds.